Book One, Chapter Ten of the Bostonians. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. The Bostonians by Henry James. Chapter Ten. Verena Tarrant came in the very next day from Cambridge to Charles Street. That quarter of Boston is in direct communication with the academic suburb. It hardly seemed direct to poor Verena, perhaps, who in the crowded street-car which deposited her finally at Miss Chancellor's door, had to stand up all the way, half suspended by a leathern strap from the glazed roof of the stifling vehicle, like some blooming cluster dangling in a hothouse. She was used, however, to these perpendicular journeys, and though, as we have seen, she was not inclined to accept without question the social arrangements of her time, it never would have occurred to her to criticize the railways of her native land. The promptness of her visit to Olive Chancellor had been an idea of her mother's, and Verena listened open-eyed while this lady, in the seclusion of the little house in Cambridge, while Celia Tarrant was off, as they said, with his patients, sketched out a line of conduct for her. The girl was both submissive and unworldly, and she listened to her mother's enumeration of the possible advantages of an intimacy with Miss Chancellor, as she would have listened to any other fairy tale. It was still a part of the fairy tale when this zealous parent put on with her own hands Verena's smart hat and feather, buttoned her little jacket, the buttons were immense and gilt, and presented her with twenty cents to pay her car-fare. There was never any knowing in advance how Mrs. Tarrant would take a thing, and even Verena, who, filially, was much less argumentative than in her civic and, as it were, public capacity, had a perception that her mother was queer. She was queer, indeed, a flaccid, relaxed, unhealthy, whimsical woman who still had a capacity to cling. What she clung to was society and a position in the world which a secret whisper told her she had never had, and a voice more audible reminded her she was in danger of losing. To keep it, to recover it, to reconsecrate it, was the ambition of her heart. This was one of the many reasons why Providence had judged her worthy of having so wonderful a child. Verena was born not only to lead their common sex out of bondage, but to remodel a visiting-list which bulged and contracted in the wrong places like a country-made garment. As the daughter of Abraham Greenstreet, Mrs. Tarrant had passed her youth in the first abolitionist circles, and she was aware how much such a prospect was clouded by her union with a young man who had begun life as an itinerant vendor of lead pencils he had called at Mr. Greenstreet's door in the exercise of this function, had afterwards been for a while a member of the celebrated Cayuga community, where there were no wives or no husbands or something of that sort, Mrs. Tarrant could never remember, and had still later, though before the development of the healing faculty, achieved distinction in the spiritualistic world. He was an extraordinarily favoured medium, only he had had to stop for reasons of which Mrs. Tarrant possessed her version. Even in a society much occupied with the effacement of prejudice, there had been certain dim presumptions against this versatile being, 
who naturally had not wanted art to ingratiate himself with miss greenstreet her eyes like his own being fixed exclusively on the future the young couple he was considerably her elder had gazed on the future together until they found that the past had completely forsaken them and that the present offered but a slender foothold mrs tarrant in other words incurred the displeasure of her family who gave her husband to understand that much as they desired to remove the shackles from the slave there were kinds of behaviour which struck them as too unfettered these had prevailed to their thinking at cayuga and they naturally felt it was no use for him to say that his residence there had been for him a community still existed but a momentary episode inasmuch as there was little more to be urged for the spiritual picnics and vegetarian camp meetings in which the discountenanced pair now sought consolation such were the narrow views of people hitherto supposed capable of opening their hearts to all salutary novelties but now put to a genuine test as mrs tarrant felt her husband's tastes rubbed off on her soft moist moral surface and the couple lived in an atmosphere of novelty in which occasionally the accommodating wife encountered the fresh sensation of being in want of her dinner her father died leaving after all very little money he had spent his modest fortune upon the blacks Celia tarrant and his companion had strange adventures she found herself completely enrolled in the great irregular army of nostrum mongers domiciled in humanitary bohemia it absorbed her like a social swamp she sank into it a little more every day without measuring the inches of her descent now she stood there up to her chin it may probably be said of her that she had touched bottom when she went to miss birdseye's it seemed to her that she re-entered society the door that admitted her was not the door that admitted some of the others she should never forget the tipped-up nose of mrs farrander and the superior portal remained ajar disclosing possible vistas she had lived with long-haired men and short-haired women she had contributed a flexible faith and an irremediable want of funds to a dozen social experiments she had partaken of the comfort of a hundred religions had followed innumerable dietary reforms chiefly of the negative order and had gone of an evening to a seance or a lecture as regularly as she had eaten her supper her husband always had tickets for lectures in moments of irritation at the want of a certain sequence in their career she had remarked to him that it was the only thing he did have the memory of all the winter nights they had tramped through the slush the tickets alas were not car tickets to hear mrs ada t p fote discourse on the summer land came back to her with bitterness Celia was quite enthusiastic at one time about mrs fote and it was his wife's belief that he had been associated with her that was Celia's expression in referring to such episodes at cayuga the poor woman matrimonially had a great deal to put up with it took at moments all her belief in his genius to sustain her she knew that he was very magnetic that in fact was his genius and she felt that it was his magnetism that held her to him 
he had carried her through things where she really didn't know what to think there were moments when she suspected that she had lost the strong moral sense for which the green streets were always so celebrated of course a woman who had had the bad taste to marry Celia tarrant would not have been likely under any circumstances to possess a very straight judgment but there is no doubt that this poor lady had grown dreadfully limp she had blinked and compromised and shuffled she asked herself whether after all it was any more than natural that she should have wanted to help her husband in those exciting days of his mediumship when the table sometimes wouldn't rise from the ground the sofa wouldn't float through the air and the soft hand of a lost loved one was not so alert as it might have been to visit the circle mrs tarrant's hand was soft enough for the most supernatural effect and she consoled her conscience on such occasions by reflecting that she ministered to a belief in immortality she was glad somehow for verena's sake that they had emerged from the phase of spirit intercourse her ambition for her daughter took another form than desiring that she too should minister to a belief in immortality yet among mrs tarrant's multifarious memories these reminiscences of the darkened room the waiting circle the little taps on table and wall the little touches on cheek and foot the music in the air the rain of flowers the sense of something mysteriously flitting were most tenderly cherished she hated her husband for having magnetized her so that she consented to certain things and even did them the thought of which to-day would suddenly make her face burn hated him for the manner in which somehow as she felt he had lowered her social tone yet at the same time she admired him for an impudence so consummate that it had ended in the face of mortifications exposures failures all the misery of a hand-to-mouth existence by imposing itself on her as a kind of infallibility she knew he was an awful humbug and yet her knowledge had this imperfection that he had never confessed it a fact that was really grand when one thought of his opportunities for doing so he had never allowed that he wasn't straight the pair had so often been in the position of the two augurs behind the altar and yet he had never given her a glance that the whole circle mightn't have observed even in the privacy of domestic intercourse he had phrases excuses explanations ways of putting things which as she felt were too sublime for just herself they were pitched as Celia's nature was pitched altogether in the key of public life so it had come to pass in her distended and demoralized conscience that with all the things she despised in her life and all the things she rather liked between being worn out with her husband's inability to earn a living and a kind of terror of his consistency he had a theory that they lived delightfully it happened i say that the only very definite criticism she made of him to-day was that he didn't know how to speak that was where the shoe pinched that was where Celia was slim he couldn't hold the attention of an audience he was not acceptable as a lecturer he had plenty of thoughts but it seemed as if he couldn't fit them into each other public speaking had been a green street tradition 
and of mrs tarrant had been asked whether in her younger years she had ever supposed she should marry a mesmeric healer she would have replied well i never thought i should marry a gentleman who would be silent on the platform this was her most general humiliation it included and exceeded every other and it was a poor consolation that Sela possessed as a substitute his career as a healer to speak of none other was there to prove it the eloquence of the hand the greenstreets had never set much store on manual activity they believed in the influence of the lips it may be imagined therefore with what exultation as time went on mrs tarrant found herself the mother of an inspired maiden a young lady from whose lips eloquence flowed in streams the greenstreet tradition would not perish and the dry places of her life would perhaps be plentifully watered it must be added that of late this sandy surface had been irrigated in moderation from another source since Sela had addicted himself to the mesmeric mystery their home had been a little more what the home of a green street should be he had considerable many patients he got about two dollars a sitting and he had effected some most gratifying cures a lady in cambridge had been so much indebted to him that she had recently persuaded them to take a house near her in order that dr tarrant might drop in at any time he availed himself of this convenience they had taken so many houses that another more or less didn't matter and mrs tarrant began to feel as if they really had struck something even to verena as we know she was confused and confusing the girl had not yet had an opportunity to ascertain the principles on which her mother's limpness was liable suddenly to become rigid this phenomenon occurred when the vapours of social ambition mounted to her brain when she extended an arm from which a crumpled dressing-gown fluttered back to seize the passing occasion then she surprised her daughter by a volubility of exhortation as to the duty of making acquaintances and by the apparent wealth of her knowledge of the mysteries of good society she had in particular a way of explaining confidentially and in her desire to be graphic she often made up the oddest faces the interpretation that you must sometimes give to the manners of the best people and the delicate dignity with which you should meet them which made verena wonder what secret sources of information she possessed verena took life as yet very simply she was not conscious of so many differences of social complexion she knew that some people were rich and others poor and that her father's house had never been visited by such abundance as might make one ask oneself whether it were right in a world so full of the disinherited to roll in luxury but except when her mother made her slightly dizzy by a resentment of some slight that she herself had never perceived or a flutter over some opportunity that appeared already to have passed while mrs tarrant was looking for something to put on verena had no vivid sense that she was not as good as anyone else for no authority appealing really to her imagination had fixed the place of mesmeric healers in the scale of fashion it was impossible to know in advance how mrs tarrant would take things sometimes she was abjectly indifferent at others she thought that every one who looked at her wished to insult her 
at moments she was full of suspicion of the ladies they were mainly ladies whom Cela mesmerized then again she appeared to have given up everything but her slippers and the evening paper from this publication she derived inscrutable solace so that if mrs fote in person had returned from the summer land to which she had sometimes since taken her flight she would not have disturbed mrs tarrant's almost cynical equanimity it was however in her social subtleties that she was most beyond her daughter it was when she discovered extraordinary though latent longings on the part of people they met to make their acquaintance that the girl became conscious of how much she herself had still to learn all her desire was to learn and it must be added that she regarded her mother in perfect good faith as a wonderful teacher she was perplexed sometimes by her worldliness that somehow was not a part of the higher life which every one in such a house as theirs must wish above all things to lead and it was not involved in the reign of justice which they were all trying to bring about that such a strict account should be kept of every little snub her father seemed to verena to move more consecutively on the high plane though his indifference to old-fashioned standards his perpetual invocation of the brighter day had not yet led her to ask herself whether after all men are more disinterested than women was it interest that prompted her mother to respond so warmly to miss chancellor to say to verena with an air of knowingness that the thing to do was to go in and see her immediately no italics can represent the earnestness of mrs tarrant's emphasis why hadn't she said as she had done in former cases that if people wanted to see them they could come out to their home that she was not so low down in the world as not to know there was such a ceremony as leaving cards when mrs tarrant began on the question of ceremonies she was apt to go far but she had waived it in this case it suited her more to hold that miss chancellor had been very gracious that she was a most desirable friend that she had been more affected than any one by verena's beautiful outpouring that she would open to her the best saloons in boston that when she said come soon she meant the very next day that this was the way to take it anyhow one must know when to go forward gracefully and that in short she mrs tarrant knew what she was talking about verena accepted all this for she was young enough to enjoy any journey in a horse-car and she was ever curious about the world she only wondered a little how her mother knew so much about miss chancellor just from looking at her once what verena had mainly observed in the young lady who came up to her that way the night before was that she was rather dolefully dressed that she looked as if she had been crying verena recognized that look quickly she had seen it so much and that she was in a hurry to get away however if she was as remarkable as her mother said one would very soon see it and meanwhile there was nothing in the girl's feeling about herself in her sense of her importance to make it a painful effort for her to run the risk of a mistake she had no particular feeling about herself she only cared as yet for outside things even the development of her gift had not made her think herself too precious for mere experiments she had neither a particle of diffidence nor a particle of vanity 
though it would have seemed to you eminently natural that a daughter of Cela Tarrant and his wife should be an inspirational speaker, yet, as you knew Verena better, you would have wondered immensely how she came to issue from such a pair. Her ideas of enjoyment were very simple. She enjoyed putting on her new hat, with its redundancy of feather, and twenty cents appeared to her a very large sum. End of Book One, Chapter Ten